on today's show, what kind of confidence do you have in the Mavs front office this summer to successfully have a great offseason? We'll talk about that and more of your answers on the Dallas Mavericks on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Subscribe or follow for free wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Mavericks. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything. Below. Let us know in the comment section below. What's your confidence level in the Mavs front office? Five, mm. the highest, one, the lowest. Talk about that a little later. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time App. Download the Game Time App, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And also, if you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us on Mavs rumors and more stuff throughout the offseason. Subscribe to our subtext. Uh, Click the link in the description wherever you're listening or watching this show. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The survey sultan, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick, where were you during the most exciting two minutes in sports over the weekend? The Kentucky Derby? Yes, it's exactly what I'm talking about. I was just... I was living life. I was playing Jedi Survivor is what I was probably doing. (laughs) You chose Jedi Survivor over the Derby? Yeah. Which horse won? You could say literally anything because they're all named ridiculous names, and I I would have no idea. So it was a horse called Lakers Suck. and I've heard that that horse was good. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. It's one I bet on. No, it, the listen. I don't. I don't bet on the Derby quite often at all. But I literally, my horse won this year, and I was pissed because I didn't do anything with it. I was like, <laughs> pick the winner and everything. But no, it's you know from Kentucky, Derby's big thing. A lot of Derby parties back home, and uh, I'd say the crossover, the Venn diagram uh, of people who listen to this pod and watch the Derby. You know, it's a big <laughs> demographic. So did you wear why. a cool hat? Did you wear like a a, a nice hat? No, but you have. You know, you have a drink, the the mint juleps. Um, also, real quick, Mavericks note. This is not part of the Derby thing. I don't know why I just thought of it. Luca uh, was in a picture on Instagram of the great Ronaldinho, uh, the soccer player for Brazil. Ooh. Two, two goats in one picture. There you go. So. How about that? Two goats for the price of one. On today's show, we'll get into uh, Tim Cato of The Athletic made a maverick survey he's been doing this every year recently thanks uh, tim for the content yeah, appreciate, really appreciate, you, it. appreciate you buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> give it us a full uh, well, i'll full buy episode. you a beer soon full episode today uh we'll talk about the biggest reason for failure for the mavericks this past season we'll talk about the confidence in the front office that that people have i think that's it's really interesting uh grades for players we'll talk about if they want to keep or trade it's basically what mavs fans want and it's a a, a pretty it's a pretty big amount of fans. It was like over 5,000 fans voted on this. So that's a, a big sample size. So we'll talk about all those things, but let's start here. The Dallas Mavericks have a big offseason ahead of them. Luka Doncic signed, frustrated, showing signs of frustration for the first time since being a Dallas Maverick. We saw it this past season for various reasons. I don't know where you got that 5,000 number, but. There was a, the amount of people that voted. 
the first line in his things, we received 1,872 Okay, responses. that was the points. Point, 5,000 points for one, for one of them. So over 1,000. Um, yes. Anyway, just, I was like, I pulled it up. And I was like, wait, is that 5,000? I had crazy. the, so they did, they did ranked choice for one of them. And there's 5,000 yeah. points. Not my and opinion. I think you need to acknowledge, he actually puts this in there. The online fans who are engaged enough to participate in this probably have collective biases that affect these results. <laughs> so we need to throw that well, disclaimer. We'll talk about also. what the, the voting was and what we think, what, what our choice would have been. In this yeah, I'll, sh- I'll share how I voted in this. And I I, also I'll, sh- did. I'll share uh, because there are a few answers that I had that differed from the fans. And yeah. Now that now that we've got that straight, can I go back to my, my monologue? <laughs> so let's go back to the monologue. And uh, well, I know what, that there's the- I know there's a writer's strike for Hollywood, like the late night shows, but we don't have to go on a writer's strike where we just stop with the. This is yes. this is an extremely important off season for the Dallas Mavericks that's in front of them. Now I'm now I can't do the rest of it. And please tell co- me how this off season is important. <laughs> <laughs> this off season could define the next dynasty. It could define the the, the career of Luka Doncic. The confidence level for the Dallas Mavericks front office is low, according to this survey. Again, of of about a thousand thousand people, it's not five thousand. Um, the confidence level that the Mavericks will have an offseason that you consider successful. I thought that the wording of this question was interesting. One being the lowest, so you have no confidence that the Mavericks will have a successful offseason, what you consider successful. Five being the highest, you you expect them to have a successful offseason, according to what you think is successful. One got 23%. Two, the highest one got 41%. Three, the next highest, 24%. Four got 9%, and five got about 2%. So, there's according to this survey, there's not a lot of people that have big success that have big uh, expectations or confidence in the Dallas Mavericks front office. Where did you vote on this and why? Um, yeah, this one, this one was tough for me. I, I voted. <laughs> I realized now I've, I put myself on a spot that. I'm going to have to be honest. If I'm going to share my answers, yeah, I'm going to be we, honest. I, mean, we are. <laughs> I think there are factors in this that are going to be hard for the Mavericks front office because like a lot of what they have to do this offseason. I, I voted for two. I'm not very, I don't have a high expectation for them because I think they're limited in a lot of things. Like you can, you're not talking about, all right, full cap space, multiple picks, you, you know, young players you can trade. You're not looking at this with, Hey, we got a lot of tools in the tool chest to be able to go out and have this front office. The, the stuff we've been talking about the last two or three weeks or so has been, all right, you're probably going to have some kind of mid-level exception. That's not a lot of money to spend. We just saw them try and spend it on JaVale last year. That was the big thing. Uh, we we know that they have two picks. One of them may be the 10th pick in this draft, or it may be two future ones if they don't keep their pick. You have Josh Green, you have Jaden Hardy, and you have some contracts. Like, that's not a lot to work with. So I, I don't yeah. – ex- and they have ho- a bunch of holes to fill. So I don't expect them to be able to pull it off and have a completely successful – offseason so i'm lower on this because i i think that they don't have a lot to work with and i'm i'm now not giving nico harrison the benefit of the doubt anymore right like i was to start his first year and after the porzingis move i was like okay great I, I, it worked out for them it seemed like the coach in the front office was in lockstep and now i'm not so sure about it after this past year yeah i gave it a three and the reasons why i debated on a four because i am a little bit more optimistic for this offseason but i've made it a three because of the reasons you said i'm a little bit more optimistic because i do think kyrie comes back and i do think one of the one of the things about nico is he has shown a willingness to 
pulled yeah. the trigger on trades. Mm-hmm. It's like he traded off Porzingis. He made the trade for Kyrie. Two massive trades. And now he's also shown the willingness to trade off somebody that's beloved that's been around the team for a while, Dorian Finney-Smith. So, it, like, it wouldn't shock me if he goes into this offseason saying, all right, like, we're going to make some drastic moves and we're going to trade some pieces. We're going to get rid of some people. We're going to see an overhaul of the guys around Luka Doncic. So I'm a little bit more optimistic about it, but I'm not higher just because it's not like they're walking into the off season with a bunch of cap space or, you know, all that different stuff. But yeah, I, I, I just think that they're limited by what they're going to do. I think a successful off season to me would be like adding, three, you got to define but, that. Yeah. That, that's the other thing yeah. is, to me, defining success would be uh, starting center and th- and two other rotation players. To me, yeah, and not lose a ton, not lose a ton out of it, right? Like you can't go, you can't flop a bunch of ro- like switch a bunch of rotation players and say, okay, well we have, we still have only five rotation players on on this team and go into it. But one of the things that we've been saying since the beginning is if Dwight Powell's the starting center for the Dallas Mavericks going into the next season, it will be a failure. So yep. that that's one area of success. I think they need to add at least one wing that can play 40 minutes mm-hmm. and can, you know, in a playoff game and shoot and defend and, or, or at least just play 40 minutes somehow in some way. Like yeah. those two things I think would make a successful off season. And I think you got to also probably add another rotation player somehow, some way in this. So I think that's what would, would be successful for an off season, but we'll see what happens. I think that that those answers were, were interesting to me that there's low level, but it seems like everybody's voting where I was voting. At this point, but coming up, let's talk about um, who you want to see return for, for the Dallas Mavericks. I thought this was interesting. Some of the the veterans and the the role players. We'll talk about who we would want to see return in what would make a successful offseason. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the Game Time app. Game Time app has everything you need for buying tickets to your favorite events, and it makes it so that it's not stressful. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I've got it open right here. Uh, Dallas Stars. At you know, Kraken at the Dallas Stars, the American Airlines Center on Thursday. See tickets for 50 bucks, 170, 80 bucks, 190, and those go down as, as well. You know that if you're checking out tickets, those are the playoff games, those are big moments. Western Conference Finals, huge, huge games. So, fun one, atmosphere. If you're wanting to get some tickets, there's also some concerts on here. Uh, Jason Isbell, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. We've got Impractical mm. Jokers at the College Park Center. Uh, who else do we got here? Some weird stuff going on in Dallas. Dallas, what are you guys? What's going on this this summer? <laughs> but you can get all the concert tickets and all kinds of other stuff on the Game Time app. Check it all out. See what's available for you. Use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off at the Game Time app. Download the app today. Uh, oh, Boys to Men. Oh, let's go on the fourteenth. There you go. You can go check out Boys to Men. Uh, go check it out again. Aerosmith. Snag tickets, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off. First purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code LOCKDOWNNBA, download Game Time, last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks everybody for hanging out with us and listening to Locked On Mavericks, making us your first listen of the day. On tomorrow's show, we'll talk about what if the Mavericks get the fourth pick in the draft, the final installment of our series, and what if the Mavericks in the lottery. So, lottery is next week. We'll do the fourth pick tomorrow. All right. Other thing that I think that, that stood out on, on this survey. So we're talking about the athletic survey. Tim Cato surveyed, um, just like Family Feud, he surveyed 1,000 Mavericks fans and asked them what... 2,000. Um, 
the confidence level in, re, in re-signing Kyrie. This is something you mentioned in the first in the first part. The confidence level in re-signing Kyrie. Again, one is the lowest, so you have no confidence. Five is the highest. One got 5.6%. Two got 15%. Three got 33%. Four, 38%. That was the highest. And then five, 7.8%. So it seems like the majority of the of, of people are in the three to four range. They're not really sure. They're kind of like in the middle or they're fairly confident in Kyrie returning. Where'd you vote and why? Uh, I voted four on this. Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that's helping fan confidence in this is the Lakers run in the, in the playoffs right now. It's still happening. It feels like the further they go in the playoffs. At least one good thing came out of it, right, for Mavs fans. No. God. I hate the Lakers. But – if, you know, Lakers go to the conference finals, Lakers go to the finals, it's going to be kind of hard for them to justify, like, just trading off three or four of these pieces to get, you know, Kyrie in there. And Yeah, when you go to the conference finals, you don't want to make big sweeping changes to where you lose a player that really helped you get there. You never do that. So Why would you do that? So that's where, like, a lot of people just think the Lakers are the biggest, you know, play for them, kind of the same as the Suns, you know, as, as another – you know, option now. Obviously, I it, it I've said this before. It would not shock me if another team comes out of nowhere that's like rumored to be interested in him, like a Clippers or something like that, and to make sure that he gets his money from Dallas. But I'm pretty confident he's coming back for Dallas right now on you know May eighth. I think I put three on this because I I should be a four based on all the 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 reports, the rumors, what we've heard from Stein, what we've heard from. Um, you know, the athletic and, and other places. I, just, I can't bet on Kyrie to do anything. Like, I, I just do, I don't know at this point. And that, I think that's a fair thing to say Definitely at this point. Definitely wouldn't bet on it. At this point in his career. And not even for his off-the-court stuff. It's more for, like, him being a flight risk for his teams. Like, we've seen him be fine in Brooklyn to start the season and then all of a sudden demand a trade. We've seen him in Boston, like, be at a, a kid's school and say – you know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely coming back. I'm definitely re-signing. And then he didn't. And then he <laughs> demanded a trade and left and demanded a trade from Cleveland. Like, we've seen him and past stops. Uh, and, you know, hey, go for it. Find the best situation for you. I hope that Dallas is because I don't think the Mavericks can have a successful offseason without him. And I think that they right. he's it's sunk cost for them at this point. But, yeah, I, I'm a little less confident just because of – and I'm not like a two or a one. I'm not like thinking – I'm not assuming that he's not. I'm kind of assuming that he is. Yeah. But confidence level cannot be super high for me. Um, who do you want to see return? I thought that this was an interesting spot in the uh, in the survey. Who, do, which veterans would you would you not mind seeing return? Basically, like, what, do you want to see on the Mavericks next year? Seventy one point six percent said Maxi Kleba. That was the highest one by far. Like by far, the next one is forty percent with Bullock. Uh, why do you think it's so? Everybody voted for Maxi to come back and basically no one, no one else, no one else was in the, even a majority. Like you could vote for more than one in this one, by the way. So you could vote for Maxi, you could vote for Bullock, Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, JaVale, Bertans, or none. <laughs> and and uh, 71% voted for Maxi and it was the highest by far. Why do you think the majority of people voted for him? Well, I think fans have seen how versatile he is on both ends of the floor that he can pick a pop with Luca. Um, even, you know, I would say even the casuals, of the casual Mavs fans Gosh. that are not watching Mavs Hornets on a Tuesday night that watch the Hornets, I mean Hornets, <laughs> that watch the Mavs last, you know, postseason watching Maxi shooting 50% from three and just draining threes in the playoffs. Um, they remember that guy, right? Like, you know, we, we talk, we talked last, you know, postseason runner, like, man, this is going to, 
you know, really like cement like some of these like role players in like their memories into the casual Mavs fans. Um, so yeah, I mean, and he just brings something to the center spot that, yeah, like not many teams have in like a role playing type of guy. He can't be a full time starter or any that, anything like that. But like to have a guy that Maxi that can defend the rim, that can hit a three, that can switch off on these bigger fours, you know, these athletic fours. He's you just you got to have guys like that. So. I, I I thought that was awesome for Matt Sands to do that. Yeah, I thought it was vote a good vote, vote of confidence, and I, I agree. I vote I voted for Maxi in this and, and a couple others, and I think that it's hard to replace what he does. It's hard to replace the big that can switch, that can also shoot the three, that can space the floor like that, can play a four or a five in in small small ball type situations. Like you, you've seen also, the versatility that he can add. Yeah, I also wonder if he if his injury. And him coming back and like he tore his hamstring last year, like yeah. massive injury, and him coming back and not looking fully himself. If a lot of fans equate the bad, bad defense to Maxi, it was more than Maxi being out and not being healthy. Uh, they needed more than Maxi, but it did play a factor into that. So I, I voted for Maxi on this. Maxi also in the player grades got a base. The player grades were based on your expectations for the season. So how would you <laughs> Christian gr- Wood was give it a letter grade based on your expectations? Maxi 44% got a C 33% gave him a D. So people mm. expected him to be a little bit better. And then he wasn't. So maybe it was on the injury, but most people want him back, which is, is fascinating because it's, that's not the same for like Christian Wood or JaVale or, you know, somebody else <laughs> who got similar grades as him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Maxi Klee, but by far the next one, uh, Bullock was the next one. I voted for Bullock. I also voted for Dwight because I think him, him coming back on a minimum, I think is fine. If that's what it's going to be, it, yeah. it all depends on how they're coming back, but I wouldn't mind seeing him come back. Yeah. He, he exactly. Again, he has to be in a backup role. It has to be a guaranteed backup center spot. He can't be the start third center. center. Okay, yeah, <laughs> seriously, which he was to start of the season last year. He gets getting DNP CDs. It just ended up not being that way towards the end. But who did you vote on? Who did you vote for this and why? Wait for who do you want to receive return next season? Oh yeah, yeah. I voted for Maxi uh, and I voted for Reggie, and that's it. That's fine. <laughs> so you didn't vote for Tim, Christian I, Wood, Javale, or Bertans? Uh, no, I didn't. No, no. I don't think a lot of them will be back. I think Dwight. There's a chance for Dwight on a super cheap contract. Which is fine. I think that would. Yep. I think that would be fine at this point. I'm. I'm at the point with Tim Hardaway Jr. where I'm done with the the roller coaster experience. Where I'm done with the. Sometimes he makes six threes, and most of the time he misses eight threes, and then shoots you out of games, and then becomes harder to play defense. Like I think I'm done with that. The, and uh, the, yeah, he's been on the trade block too too long. Not John Collins esque, but <laughs> you know, for them to really shake some things up and to bring another piece or two this offseason, they're gonna have to use his contract. Yeah, absolutely. 11% voted for none. What do you think about that group of people that don't want to see any of these guys come back? That just want a complete overhaul of the roster. I mean, I think that's a little bit over, over overreaction, but why? Well, I just think because I think some of these guys are are solid role players and I I don't yeah, I one, it's never going to happen for you just to overhaul the entire roster outside of two people. The Lakers um, would disagree. <laughs> the Lakers have done that three times in the last, like, four years. <laughs> uh, but some of these guys are, yeah, they're they're quality role players. Like, I would want them on this map. Team. Yeah, they're just, re- they're just miscast in higher spots because of missing, yeah. losing, basically losing the three 
players ahead of them in Brunson, Dorian, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, all of a sudden, they got thrust up three roles in that. So, uh, but coming up, who's to blame the most for the season's failures? I thought this this question was fascinating in the ranked choice aspect of it and the actual who voted for the most. Front office, coaching, or ownership. Talk about that. Coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can check out Prize Picks during the playoffs. It's got to be super fun. Also for NHL, but definitely for NBA. You can go see what's available. Let's go Sixers Celtics tied 2-2 now. Tuesday, game five. Huge one in Boston. Joel Embiid, 28 and a half. More or less points. More. Come on. 28 and a half. That's an e- that's a layup. Jason Tatum. This one's hard. 28 and a half for Jason Tatum. He's either had good games or, or bad games so far. More. Wow. James Harden, 21 and a half points. More. Interesting. Uh, you put that. Let's just do one more. Jalen Brown, 23 and a half. Less. Okay, there's your one less. Put down 20 bucks. I can win 100 if I hit the power play on that. I could win 200 just on 20 bucks. So check that out. See what else is available. You can combine that with MLB, NHL, other kind of things throughout the night. Uh, 100% deposit match up to $100 and use the promo code locked on. So again, download the PriceFix app. Go to pricefix.com. Use the promo code locked on. All right, Isaac Harris. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Locked On Mavs. We're talking about this athletic survey. Tim Cato put up this survey for Mavericks fans. A thousand people voted in it. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. So you even lied earlier. I said one thousand eight hundred and something. Um, one of the questions was the biggest reason for Ma- for the for failure last season for the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> this one you I can, might play the fifth on this one. This one you you ranked no way. This one you ranked for. We've talked about this several times on this show. I well, not the angle that I went. <laughs> We, you, so there's four things, players and players' performance, ownership and current like overall direction of the team, coaching, and front office. How did you rank these and why? <laughs> um, and I'll just sit back and uh, take a drink here. I put uh, coaching second, and I put um, – player performances last and then the middle and third i had one of the other two i i don't think i can remember what the other two were what was your order my order was uh i put ownership one because of the brunson thing i think that was all on ownership all ownership yeah yeah i think so yeah i think i think he screwed the i think they screwed the pooch on that because uh, Nico was coming into a situation and he had to kind of like direct the situation. But I think, and then Mark Cuban had that quote right after the season where he goes, we can offer him the most money. And then he didn't. Like, yeah. And then he didn't offer him the most. And then he had the thing this past year where he was like, well, you know, we never got to see the number who cares. Give him whatever you can give him at that point. Like, uh, so I'm putting it on ownership. That was the, that was the number one. They got the most number one votes. Like, like yeah. the most, the most, like this was the most, Biggest reason for failure got the most that like number one spots. Um, I would then go. I actually then go front office two because of the other stuff, mm-hmm. and then coaching three. Those are close for me, and then I did. I went players four as well. Um, so you went the same order as the fans. I did, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, because if you, so, if you if you look at it, this is why it's interesting to me. If you did it just by who got the most number of which place votes, it was front office or it was ownership. 
then it was front office, then it was coaching. But if you did it by ranked choice, so you put like four gets one point, three gets two, two points, and, and so on. One gets four points or whatever. Said who got the most points? This is why I got confused earlier. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Said that there was five thousand. <laughs> this is how close it was overall. If you did it by ranked, front office five thousand ninety eight, coaching five thousand sixty one, ownership four thousand nine hundred and seven. Like it's all within two hundred points of each other. That's yeah, how so- close it all was, and it, like everybody had those three things super high up on their their list. And what that tells me is there's a there's a little bit wider of a difference between fans about Mark Cuban than, than the other two. Right. That, that it can, that it would take it, that it would take like ownership got in, it got, you know, number more first place votes than all the other ones. Yeah. But whenever you gave them a point total and you know, like all that, it, it dropped them. it down to third. So that tells me he, you know, it got enough, fourth or fourth place votes or third place votes to bring it down compared yeah. to the other two that, you know, was collectively that fan base. I think is definitely split to, to whatever degree on Mark Cuban, for sure. There's some that think he's the wor- one of the worst owners in sports, which I think is ridiculous. And some that think that he's still a great owner probably at a certain point. Uh, and I also think that a lot of people, you didn't make the connection between the Brunson thing and ownership. And I did, no. I, I make that connection. And so I think a lot of people that voted him number one, would make that connection and you didn't necessarily make that no i didn't no i voted in a different way but it's so but they're so close across the board i mean the season was just an abject failure on all three of those levels and it didn't and and the fans agreed with that i thought that was you know the very first question on their results of you know tim's you know thing was you know 1200 of the 1800 votes ranked it five as like you know, one through five, one not being a failure, five being like an utter failure. You, um, you yeah. had you have a top five player on your team and you didn't make the playoffs. Like, there's no yeah, way it can't be a five. I mean, I, there are some people that voted one on and two on that. I can't imagine what their rationale is. Oh, come on. Is. No, that's a joke. Can I tell you one that I was in the minority of the fans on? Yeah. And it was kind of like a – it was you know, it's just opinion based on this one. Was what moment from the season felt the best as a fan? Oh, I was with the fans on this one. I voted for I voted for the Knicks the Knicks sixty point moment. That was sixty six percent went with you know Luca's sixty point game. That was a great. I moment. was in the eleven percentile of like Luca and Kyrie both going for forty against. That was a great Sixers. moment too. Because for also, me, for for the for the Knicks game, you were on the opposite side of the court. Let's be, let's yeah. be fair. You were you were you were in, we were both in the building, but you were on the far end. I was closer to it. We can't, we're we're both in the game on the floor for a sixty. Your perspective of it was different than mine, and so I can understand why you didn't have it. <laughs> a lot of fun, yes. I think that game. I voted that one as the best moment because it was that game. Where I'm like, I mean, my 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 mind was going everywhere with what this duo could yeah, be and right. what this team could be. And you trade for Kyrie. Both of those guys putting up forty in a game. I was just thinking, kind of like what. Booker and KD's doing right now, like, oh man, look, look what they could uh, do, and that was just one of my and against Philly and those guys, that was yeah, a lot of fun, man. Gosh, it <laughs> feels so long ago. <laughs> it was. What do you think about the Christian Wood uh, like grading by the fans? Because for me, it was so fascinating for me because on this one, it was a weird grade because my expectations weren't very high. So like, yeah. I actually gave it like a B. Yeah, I gave him a C. I, grade grade based on your expectations, and so you're like, okay, 
if he gets an A, then my expectation for him was to be one thing, and he ended up being so much better. So I like gave, I gave Josh Green like an A because I expected yeah, I him, I expected him to be like a ninth, tenth man, and I, I was hoping like at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Remember, I was trying to talk you into hoping yeah. that he would be like a ninth man, and he ended up being a rotation starter type player. So that was great. He got an A for me. Uh, but Christian Wood, yeah, I, I went I went with C, and that's what the majority of, of fans went. Forty two percent on this one. The next highest was D at twenty six percent. Yeah. And that's just like that that part of it's like wild to think about of I don't think anybody really knew what the expectation was. Like no. did kid like <laughs> front office fans, you know, it's like the expectation for Christian Wood this um this season was all over the place. That's why it's like yeah, I, f- I feel like I got slammed pretty hard early in the season when I was like, yeah, I just need kind of like Hammer Tim off the bench. Like, one of those. Well, t- you, you got slammed by some people that still believe that Christian Wood was like the answer to the Mavericks that they never unlocked and yeah. still never like used him the right way. And some people talking about how the Mavericks treated him so terribly and like, you know, went way too far with how they abused him with the minutes. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let's on. calm down. Like it really, yeah. he, he isn't like, it's not like he was this all NBA player and waiting that the Mavericks just misuse. Like we, we, we've seen him in other spots and he's yeah. only been good and on bad teams so far. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, know if I wanna... I'm not coming out on a limb and defending Christian Wood to that degree at this point, but um, no. I, I think he should have gotten a little more playing time. Like I can, I can agree with that, but not say it was abject. Like, Disgrace. I think it's pretty safe to say that there's more teams around the league that feel like Dallas about him yeah. than you. Well, nobody wanted to trade for him. Yes. For three years now. Yeah. The Rockets wanted to trade him for two years, and the Mavericks have now wanted to trade him. So, But, hey, the Mavs put up over 20 social posts. Uh, anything else about? 53% said if you get the 10th pick, they would want to trade it. 46% said to keep it. I think that. That's kind of in yes, line with that, what we've I wanted, been Yeah, I wanted to bring that too. I thought that was kind of fascinating. That it's almost, I mean, it's basically split. Yeah, I would. I there's a part of me would think that I thought the I thought the percentage of trade would be much higher, but just because like it's Luca win now, Kyrie, we gotta. I I don't know. Fans love a draft pick though. I mean, they do. It's it's a lot of fun bringing a. A young guy in. And I mean, we, we got our boy. Hardy, let's go party. <laughs> I mean, we we are all in on the Jaden Hardy experience. And I didn't even want to draft him because I was low on him in our draft profile. Uh, but, but yeah, that one was interesting. That's another thing for Nico, too, is right now. I mean, I, I, I still think the jury's out. I still think we got to give Hardy time. You know, for I've seen sure. some people label it as, man, he hit a grand slam with Jaden Hardy. It's like, okay, well, let's, let's chill. <laughs> Well, the second round um, pick so it, far, it got, does look really good. Yes, he got four second place votes for second for second team all rookie this year. Let's go. Um, but like that's the like he he deserves credit for that. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm excited for him. I'm I'm really curious to see how his development will play into some of this off season stuff. Of we're gonna see him at summer league probably. Yeah, well, his development impact like it, sh- it it probably won't because tim was have already been on the trading block but like there's a there's a version of that say you look at it and say that's another added thing to tim hardaway being moved is all right well jane hardy could step naturally into that scoring two guard role off the bench that hardy was or that hard and he can doing. drive <laughs> <laughs> and he can drive <laughs> 
Let us know what you think about this survey. Let us know who, uh, what confidence you have in the front office in the comment section below. We'll be back tomorrow with um, what, the Maver- like what the Mavericks would do with the fourth pick if they got this one. This was a really interesting one with trades and yes. all that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.